Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up Your Business. So today, I have a guest on the show that I'm going to say it's a little bit different to some of the people that I've had on, on recent weeks because I met this guy at the beginning of the year in January, and I've got to know him really, really well over that time. And the, the reason it's interesting for me is that this is a guy who literally at the beginning of the year wasn't that well known. He had a great business or has a great business. He, you know, was, was out there hustling and, you know, going out there, making connections, doing all sorts of things. And then obviously Clubhouse happened. And I've had a few different guests come on from Clubhouse of late, but every one of them has had some form of profile previously. Whereas this gentleman, he's literally built his brand, his personal brand in four to five months on that platform and has affectionately been called the king of Clubhouse over that time because of his ability to connect, his ability to build networks, to collaborate. And probably the thing I admire the most about him is his ability to show up. Like literally every day, 6.30 in the morning UK time, he runs a show that's called Breakfast with Winners. And he's there, right? And not only that, through this time, he had a child was born, one of his children, and he still kept showing up, which probably says he's got an amazing wife as well. So (laughs) the guest on today's show, kind of kept you waiting, haven't I, is Ashley Shipman. Now, as I said, you might not have heard of him before, but this is a guy who has just so many fantastic traits, so many fantastic qualities. So the conversation today, as you'll see, is one where he's even surprising himself a little bit about the the success that he's created in such a short amount of time. And since having this conversation, because we're now releasing it, we had the conversation a few weeks back, uh, the opportunities that have been presented to him by doubling down on one social media platform have grown even further, you know, so really, really cool. So listen, you're going to enjoy this. He's a great guy, good friend of mine. Welcome to Scale Up Your Business, Ashley Shipman. Hi, everybody. It is Nick Bradley here again. Welcome to another episode of Scale Up Your Business. I'm delighted to have a good mate with me today, the king of clubhouse, even though he's going he's gonna to hate being called that, I think, but I've got Ashley Shipman on the show. Welcome to Scale Up Your Business, Ashley. Oh, hello, Nick. Thank you very much for having me here. So I'm excited to uh, get this podcast off and on the road. Okay, awesome, man. So yeah, King of Clubhouse, I'm, I'm teasing you a little bit because we met, uh, it feels like I've known you, like we, we, like you're my brother, dude. Like <laughs> I've known you now since beginning of January. January 5th is when I, when I went on to Clubhouse and you were one of the first people I met. There you go. In fact, I think you came into a room. I had this really bad room like with like six people and you were like one of the people who turned up to that first room. Uh, as I said, it's like uh, we're like we're like we're like school friends. Not the ones the day ones when we walk <laughs> to school. That's that's the way I feel it with Nick. And yeah, it's, uh, I can, the relationship we built in such a short space of time, I think, is phenomenal. 
Yeah, that's one of the one of the magical things about what Clubhouse has brought, I think. And we can talk about that. But let's get into we will get into why you're called the king of Clubhouse in a sec. But can you just do a quick intro, you know, of who you are, uh, what you do, um, and then we'll kind of get into it. Yeah, so just a little bit about me. My, my name's Ashley Shipman. Um, and uh, predominantly, that recent stuff I do now is, so we've got digital marketing agency. So firstly, we just, it's a three-step formula that we offer. So it's, firstly, we look at your foundations. Like, what is your online presence? Secondly, we go and exhaust all organic marketing. So we can get some revenue within your business. And then secondly, we, once we've got revenue, we start focusing on paid marketing. Now, the key is within our business is that we won't just show you how to get inquiries into your business. We show you how to get clients into your business because there's a lot of services out there where they show you how to convert, show you how to bring leads to the table, inquiries to the table. So what we've done with my extensive experience within sales, being a broker in the city, um, and yeah, learning and being a sales trainer throughout my career and a marketer, I've just packaged this together to make sure that it's a one-stop shop for anyone that's looking to increase their inquiry rates and increase their conversion rates. So that's what I do now. Uh, I've also invested into a lot of uh, small to medium businesses and also not had the best run, but I feel that I think that's part of the entrepreneurial journey that you learn along the way. So how did you get into that? I mean, let's, let's go back a step into what you're doing now. So marketing and conversion, but uh, you mentioned you're a broker right? How did you transition from that sort of world in the city, let's call it, to to what you're doing now? Okay. So I started, first things first, I left school early. I I left school early. Um, Parents were livid. I, I I just couldn't. There was something about the system, which we won't go into, but I, I, I couldn't gel. So I, I, I made an agreement with the school and they was happy for me to reduce my hours. From there, I was just like, I'd watched the films. I've watched, I'd seen the city. I had family friends that were turning up in lovely, lovely cars. And it, what do you do? What do you do? And they all worked in the city because 10, 15 years ago, that was the place and the financial hub of the UK. That was where to be. So from that, as soon as I had the chance, I was old enough to go and get into work. I went up the city with one of my good friends who'd already got in the city and knocked on doors. So I was relentless. I used to research who the HR manager was before I walked in the door and act act like there was a meeting prepared just to get their attention. And done that about five to 10 times over. Probably got got a lot of... um, no, go away. And it was who's this? Who's this guy who's like you know willing and dealing? <laughs> and I should just say before we go on further, because I look a lot of US listeners to this. So when we say the city, and some of you will know this, we're talking about the city of London, but it's kind of a a saying for the financial epicenter, if you like, of the UK. I suppose it's probably the same as saying Wall Street or something like that, isn't it? Actually, yes. if you're in New York, it's kind of that. But the, when we say the city, that's what we're talking about. Pretty you know, relentless, but at the same time, lucrative financial services. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And after many knocking on doors um, with no work experience, and do you know what? To be honest, I finished school with phenomenal grades. It was the only thing that made people look at me. And I had, it sounds very minor, but when I'm walking into the door with, for like the highest grade you could get within business studies, um, 
and the, yeah, not the best in other things, but business, that, it got their attention. And from there, I was, I, I got a job as the post boy. I was literally. <laughs> the classic running, story, Ashley. <laughs> running up and down, coffee running, lunch running, um, opening the mail. Like I was the person that opened the envelope. Like that's what I done. And I, I said, don't pay me. And then within three weeks of being there, I, I got I moved up it, within six months of being there I went up again up again then become a desk assistant to the brokers within under a year and then with eight in 18 months I was a junior broker and then within two and a half years I was managing a team of 50 because so let's talk about that journey for a sec let's dive into that so what was it about you know when you sh- when you showed up right at the beginning and you were kind of running around doing coffees and opening letters what, what was the what were the traits that you were demonstrating then that you think were now, if you look back, the things that underpin your success and that rapid growth up through the business? Now, there's something I live by, which I got taught very young because I it, the, the the success comes to the uh, the people that put the work in that no one sees. So when everyone was going home, I was making sure I was connecting with the guys I needed to be connected with. And one of them said, do more than what you get paid for and eventually you'll be paid for more than what you do. So you will get paid in life, not by hour, by action. So think how you can capitalise on every hour. So from there, I, I believe that, and I think even when you run a team, it's you are a servant to make sure your team perform. You lead from the back. And it's something that I learned. So what I was doing, I was being that number one assistant. Now, I wasn't being that teacher's pet, so to speak. I was making sure that I could prove that showing up, I was there, I was on time, I was open to be mentored, open to learning, because that is what like-minded people want around them. Like I was open. With, I, I, made, I made serious mistakes but instantly made structures to make sure they didn't happen again. And I made sure I highlighted procedures I put in place so it didn't happen again. So what I was demonstrating was is someone who understood when I went went wrong, but understood when I went right and how to get on the right track. And that's when it come down to writing a goal. And that's when I wrote my first goal, I think I was 17. Um, And... Yeah, it's, they say some people uh, set their goals so small and wonder why they didn't achieve success because they didn't achieve the goal too high. So with my um, optimistic brain and drive and reading The Secret, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Thinking Grow Rich, I was shooting for the stars because I thought if I shoot for the stars and come down with a handful of clouds, there's going to be a smile on my face. Okay. And and that's interesting. Just on the on the personal development side of that, you know, you mentioned some pretty powerful books there and and, and sort of narrative. When, when did you start doing that? Did, were you doing that really early when you were in this job, or did you kind of you know get did someone suggest this stuff to you, or were your parents, were friends? How did you how did you kind of discover all that world? I was sitting there, and the word law of attraction, the word the secret, um, the word uh, think and grow rich. Uh, films like Pursuit of Happiness because it linked to that sort of work we was in. And I didn't know. And I feel, I didn't know what they were talking about. And I feel this is where a lot of people in life are scared to ask for help. And 
you ask for help, you, your business and you can move forward as quick as possible because not everyone knows everything. So I asked what it was about and I said, what do I need to do? What do I need to learn? Um, and the list that come back, I was like, okay, like still young, thinking <laughs> like what I need to do, 10 films, 10 books, never read a book in my life. So but then this is where I thought, if I can't read properly, at this age, like, because my focus was on my career, audiobooks, like, find a way of getting this information within me. Because what happened was people want like-minded people and we connect with people that are on the same wavelength. So now I had conversations to bring to the table. And from there, I was, I was hooked. I, 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 I sounded like woo-woo to all of, all of my friends back home. Um, and I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs, we're, we're black sheep. Like, what goes on in our brain to some of our family members? What, like, you go and set some goals, set some ambitions, and show our drive. And they're like, yeah, okay. But I was hooked. Next one, next one, next one. And then... Uh, then it, I, I think it was it was an Eric Thomas. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of Eric Thomas. Yep, I have. There was a, there was a little fourteen minute fourteen minute uh, clip, and it was about holding someone under water. Have you heard of that one? I don't think I've seen it. No. Uh, it was it was when he held someone under water. I don't. It's going to be very not how he said it, but right. he told someone to turn up turn up to the beach. He's rocked up in a suit, ready to rock and roll, and he told the fellow to walk out into the water. Keep walking, keep walking, till he was waist, uh, head deep. And then someone said, held him down underwater. And they said, what is he trying to do? What is, what's he need? All he wants to do is breathe. And it's like, he doesn't worry about football games. He doesn't worry about distractions. He doesn't worry about anything. All he wants to do is breathe. And when you want to succeed as much as you want to breathe, Eric Thomas's quote, then you will be successful. Now, Probably to the outside world, but other than entrepreneurs, I probably seem boring um, because daytime reality TV and things like that, I have no interest. I am. I would rather be sitting there learning, and that is that's where it will come from. When when you you work on yourself, invest in yourself, uh, it, it, it's it's a drug that you cannot get away from. Like, and I'm not saying it's sunshine and rainbows. But you will go into a negative situation understanding a solution to get you out of it. Now, we've all been there. Like, we know when we need to reset. We know what we do when this comes. We know how to react when this comes. And I think that all becomes from investing in yourself. And the thing is, you don't have to heavily invest into courses um, and things like that straight away. But I would always recommend further down the line, find the right mentor. But early on, understand and make sure you're coachable. And that doesn't mean by an individual, be coachable by a book. The, the information within one of those, yeah, it's, I know what- There's two observations, right? There's two observations, because I've known you now for a few months, so I can say this yeah. <laughs> on the podcast recording, is, you know, you, you are, when you, get, when you get your mind set on something, you know, you're consistent, you're focused, you work damn hard, right? And I've seen that firsthand. Like, so, so we, we joked beforehand about the, the king of clubhouse <laughs> as the title that you've got. And just for the audience, because I mean, appreciate a lot of people listening to this still don't even know what clubhouse is. And, you know, this might be three or four years in the future when clubhouse might not exist, right? But let, let's just talk about this point in time. So, so I, come on to, I come on to the app in January 
you know, Ash turns up in my room with a couple of other people and, you know, just, you know, adds heaps of value, asks questions, really curious, you know, really engaging, you know, you've been called a man of the people, right. You know, cause you're down to earth. There's no ego there. None of that stuff. So that was cool. And then you had these, these morning rooms, right. Breakfast with winners now called the winners club, right. I believe. And, um, and, and this is a six 30 in the morning, UK time running through to about 10 pretty much every day other than Sunday. And then there's another room on Sunday, <laughs> which you can talk about. And like, you're getting up, right. And you, and you're just showing up every single day running these rooms with three, four, 500 people, sometimes more. Right. Then halfway through this journey, you you have a baby, like a, a new boy. Right. And you're still showing up. Right. And, and they say a brand is a promise of consistency. And whether you had a brand or not beforehand in whatever way we discussed that, Jesus, I can't think of anyone who showed up and just delivered consistently like you did, you know, in the, in the three months I've known you. So the point I want to make is that's something that's you, right? That's your trait. You add um, rocket fuel to that, be that personal development, books, knowledge, mentors, and then that pretty much takes you to a whole nother level compared to most people. Does, it, does that sound like a fair yeah. articulation? <laughs> and just quickly following on what you said is people always outside outside people not in the entrepreneur world call me lucky they call me lucky and i think no 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 luck and hard work consistency preparation creates luck now you have to be there if you're not there opportunities don't come so and the thing is consistency is key now i always got taught if a freight train is at full speed Anything that tries to get in its way is, <laughs> it's not doing much. And I feel in life, momentum is one of the hardest things to get. Now, and it's one of the easiest things to lose. So what Clubhouse done for me uh, with the room numbers that show up, I now have, I tell myself, I have four, three, four, five, six hundred people that are my accountability partners now. So I'm like, no, I'm there. And the thing is, I'm creating a space that is safe because if I had that space on my journey, I would be further because I didn't have the access to the contacts. And having phenomenal guests like you, Nick, on my show and everyone else and allowing people the freedom to come up and seek advice I know through investing into mentors and training and things like that, it's near one million pound every morning. If I wanted, if you before Clubhouse had a price on your head, there was a lot of people there, it would cost me millions. That is why I appreciate um, everyone that's there and it's a community room. But yeah, I always believe it's the consistency, the showing up. And the thing is, I had a baby and what I'd done was, this was in two months before the baby, prep, preparation. You know something's coming up. There's a lot of people that in their life that they have things coming up. Um, mine was a blessing, but I see it in business. Could be X, they know a contract's running out. What they don't want to do, they don't want to face reality that there's something coming up and bury their head. I've been there, I've done it, I've seen the problems. But please, like if someone sees something coming up, get yourself prepared. Now I approach people to take the show for an hour to alleviate my time to be with the family. So yeah, so preparation, consistency, hard work will just you create your own luck. And yeah, that is that's 
That's yeah, I love that. I love it. And, and these are all important. I mean, we talk a lot about different entrepreneurial traits, habits, routines, the things that make people successful. And, and the other thing, I think you're right, like, you know, people look at me and, I, and I'm very similar to you in terms of I've read all the books and I take a lot of action on stuff. I don't do everything because I, I, I try stuff out and then what works for me is what I continue. And that's been one of the, the patterns. But a lot of my peer group or friends, let's call it my old friends, you know, still good friends, but my friends I've known for a long time, they kind of look at me and think I'm just absolutely off on another planet. <laughs> like, why do, why do you go to a Tony Robbins event or something like that? And I'm going, because it's pretty damn good. I learn stuff. I meet people. It grows my business. It grows me. I feel happier, blah, 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 whatever the reasons are. And, and they're like, just dancing and doing weird stuff. <laughs> and it's, hard, it's hard to come back on that, actually. It's like, well, yeah, I suppose there is that, but, you know, you just got to go, right? Or you've just got to read that book or watch the secret movie. And, and then, you know, just if, if your life isn't where you want it to be now, just you've got to make some changes, whatever those changes are. Oh, 100%. And um, Who Moved My Cheese was another one. I don't know if you know. Oh, I have. I have. I was given that when I'm in my corporate world when, when, when that we were doing change programs. Yeah, <laughs> like, and and that, that's what it is. There's a lot of people in life that are. And the thing is, when I say I'm happy, I know a lot of, I know a lot of successful people that are unhappy as well. Um, and do you know what? Earlier on in my career, I, I, I believe I was earning substantial for, what I, for my age, and I was not happy. I was not happy. Like, I was living a champagne lifestyle, and I was not happy. Like, really. And I think you have to go through that as an entrepreneur. You have to go through that stage of learning but what you need to do is always reset go back to the basics reset back to basics and it will just level you back up and yeah we've we've changed people are not happy but people there's people that want help um and there's people that actually yeah so you can't we can't help but i love to help and support wherever i can it may not be 100 right but it's a way i've dealt with things in the past and you, you, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. So if anyone is in that situation where they need change, they need to pivot. Because with COVID, people's businesses, businesses have been obliterated. Some have flourished. And you need to reach out. You need to find the right places to go, read the right books, educate yourself, and reset, get back to basics. So with change, make sure, make sure you're coachable and you're willing to seek the help. They, 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 they say we, 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 when you're ready to respond, the help the teacher appears so and i've been there multiple times and it has been a roller coaster like it has been a roller coaster i think that's i think that's the adrenaline that's the, same, that's the same for everyone i think actually i think that that's the you know i say a couple of things i often say around this is entrepreneurship in particular is is a roller coaster but you know you have your good day and your worst day and it can often be the same day or the same hour or the same hour exactly it could be the same hour um what um in the three or four months that you've been on clubhouse and you've built this community you've built this brand what has been um a couple of the biggest learnings you've had over that period the biggest learnings i've had over this period is that i've always believed in having a good network um the, the, the powers in your network. Now, um, what, one, of the, one of my biggest learnings is trying to sell yourself short, um, which, which we've all been there. Um, Realise uh, I didn't have strong intentions at the start. I just put something together, wanted to create something that wasn't there. Then I become clear on why I was there. 
Now, what you want to do is make sure that you capitalize on anything you're doing in any area of your life. So if you're going to spend one to three to five to 10 hours on Clubhouse, you need to make sure your intentions are right. Now, my intentions are to grow my network. Now, anyone who's connected with me will know that is the case because I believe the power is in your network. There's a lot of people direct selling to consumer, um, which, which is fine, but I feel you need to make sure your offers are clear to how people can approach you. But I feel that on Clubhouse, the biggest lessons I've learned is the power in collaboration. And, and collaboration into some of the people in the same area of your business. That's one of the biggest wake-up calls because some of the JVs I've done with people in my sector has been some of the biggest offerings I've had. Um, and there's a lot of people that, and do you know what? I'm going to say one thing, which I now live by. You can only go so far on your own, which I heard in one of the rooms. Like you go, you go to a certain level on your own, build the right team, and you go to even further levels. Like you can only go so far on your own. Now, that doesn't mean giving up shares within your business. That means finding the right mentor and employing for two years' time. Like I see there's one, do you know what? I used to do it. I'm going to put my hands up. I employed for now. No, I employed for two years' time. So what that means is if I'm bringing someone in where my business will be, it will be there quicker than two years' time. Yeah. So yeah, I, like I, haven't heard that. I haven't heard that expressed like that before, actually. That's a... I'm learning something new here, actually, but it makes perfect sense. I talk about building the bench and, you know, the bench, the bench is like, you know, so you have the players to put into the game well and truly before you need them. Yes. Right? Now you can't go and find your star, you know, pitcher or quarterback or striker, right? you know, when the game's, you know, running, it's too late then. But I suppose it's the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. 100% the same concept because you, most businesses highlight on issues that are within their business that yesterday. And I was one of those. Now, what you want to do is get someone who's more advanced than that because a problem like that to them is solvable in seconds. But a problem to someone at that level is a big problem. So it's just like, it's just, it's just I, they, they, do you know what? If, if I could write a book on the learnings and the thing is, I'm still- You should, you I'm should. <laughs> I mean, well, at least you've got a podcast now pretty much, haven't you? But, but there is something about that. You've been in so many rooms and you've interviewed some pretty amazing people and I've listened to those interviews. You know, billionaires, people who have done the crazy stuff in sport, mindset, whatever. You could write a book on it, right? You know, just, I mean, if you look at what Tim Ferriss has done, you know, he's got a really amazing book. I've got it here, actually. It's called um, Tools of Titans, I think, yes. right? Yeah. Tools of Titans. And all that is, is just, you know, a replay of all the amazing conversations that he's had. But it's really useful. I find you can flick into it and just take something from it. But you've got that in your head right now. In my head, it's, it, it, if I was writing a book, it'd be, it, it, it would be pages and pages long. The I sit there as a student as well, and I, and I think this is where I've noticed in business, some people believe they're so fervent and they're very close-minded. Now, you don't know that someone could have that one little gem that you've been looking for, and that is why I believe staying open-minded as an entrepreneur, everyone around you could add value. Someone, someone is better than you in every other areas. There is, there's so many factors to a life. Like someone could be the key of relationships. Someone could be the key of scaling up. Someone could be the key. You need to just make sure you have all these people around you and keep an open mind. And, and then what you do, you, you, you manage the flow of what you actually want to listen to. 
Yeah, don't get clouded, but it'd be nice to see. They say, and it's another thing I live by, is that a fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from others. And it's 100% true. And guess what? I've been a fool for a couple of years now before I started implementing that because I thought, no, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a go. And it was only that when I started taking advice from the right people that have been there and done it. So what I'm saying is try and seek the right advice because I've learned from my own mistakes 10 times over and been given warning signs. But that's, I think that was when I was when you're younger, you're, you're less experienced within the business world. And yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. But uh, yeah, that's, that's for me. No, I like it. I like it. Well, let's talk about what you do now. Um, I think, you know, the, the journey of, of how we met, I think that was, you know, it's been pretty um, amazing and inspirational for me. So let's talk about what you do now. So marketing and conversion um, and that business and, and kind of what you're trying to create from that. Okay. So before Clubhouse was here, we had have a three-step process. Now, this has come from training massive companies, big corporations, down to one to two man bands. Now, there's multiple assets in the sales and marketing side of the business. People just think a lead comes in and they could be a client. It's not. They need to, a client journey is one of the most important things for anyone when they're entering into your business. Now, we can all say when we've had bad customer service, we've probably not gone back to that company. We've not probably gone back to, and they could have been your biggest client. So, Keep it nice and brief. Uh, we have like a three-step formula, which is we strengthen all online brand. So what I'm saying is, let's just say for argument's sake, you was an IFA. Um, we would make sure that you was on every social media platform, um, Google, um, any like I companies where they verify, verify you. So what we do, we make sure your foundation is strong because before you put any money behind marketing, you need to make sure that people's, checkpoints are covered now for argument's sake your checkpoint uh, nick to go and confirm that the company is what it says it is maybe one platform my mine may be another platform so what we need to do is maximize any market and spend and then, but before all we do that we exhaust all organic so once we've got your foundation solid we go organic marketing we find the best routes to get revenue and then from there then we move on to the paid marketing why the paid marketing is working and we're exhausting the um, organic revenue, organic marketing, we show you how to convert the customer. Because there's a lot of people, and just to let you know the reason why, um, I've, tra I've trained so many people how to sell. Um, and what happened was, I didn't actually implement it into a, the market business. But what happened was, you're generating so much data and someone who don't know how to take a client on a journey to convert them into a customer, will always blame the leads. So we made a full solution service that runs like a world-old engine. And it is get your foundation right, get your marketing right, get your conversion right. Because once we've got the engine working and operating, we can see the parts that need improvement. So that is, um, that is but the end to end customer journey from, as I said, you know, the, the, I call it stranger to visitor to then someone who's potentially a prospect all the way through to someone who's, you know, ideally going to become a client or a customer, but what, um, just so I understand what, is it across all platforms? So when you talked about things like paid, are you looking at things across all channels, like, you know, Facebook as well as LinkedIn as, oh. or is it, 
Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I, I utilise LinkedIn. We're, we're always, always actively seeking the lowest cost per acquisition. Yep. Um, we, always, we do run multiple services across all platforms on marketing. But what we want to do is make sure that we are heavily focused on, on the lowest cost per acquisition. Because we can go and find your clients everywhere and ev- everywhere. But we want to make sure the cost is at the all-time low. And we want to exhaust that area. Um, now, what, the reason we do that is, yeah, we, we, we utilize LinkedIn as uh, one of our lowest cost per acquisition platforms, um, as we have ways to not use ad spend to attract clients. Um, but yeah, we, we, we trialed and tested. And the thing is, just to let you know, we work with multiple companies. LinkedIn may not be your platform for your client. So we have to make sure that we are using the platform that will attract your client. And, and that, that, that and that that's why we offer all the services. But um, we we like to basically find out who you are, find out where your clients hang out, find you how to show you how to convert the client, and then um, the jobs are good. And like it's the jobs are good. And- yeah, it it it, 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 it works. Um, and you know what? There's as I said when I was younger, there was a lot of um, this high life, and I wasn't happy. I was not happy. There was there, there wasn't fulfillment within me. Yeah, I was becoming an ignorant. Do you know why? Do you know why that that, that was the case? And, and how has it changed now? I, I felt very self-centered. Um, it, it, my life was about me because I lived this, this rock star lifestyle at a young age um, when I worked in the city. It was, I'm not saying extravagant, but around my peers, I was... and. It, it wasn't fun. There, there, there was, like, the thing is, it's like, I like to take people on the journey with me. There's like, let, let's go eat together. Let's make the pie bigger and all have a slice each. It wasn't that lifestyle. It was each for your own. It was dog eat dog. And that was, I've got, I've got a big heart and there's number one trait. If you've got loyalty around me, that, that, that's cool. We can work something out. Like, because I think it's a very hard trait to find. And do you know what happened was there wasn't big fulfillment. And it all started when I spoke to my boss at the time and said I wasn't 100% happy and he couldn't understand why I wasn't happy. Um, But I come with a solution again is look at the fast, the progression I've done from zero to where I am now. Shall I be the guy that takes the new recruits through that journey? And it was the most self-satisfying thing for me, seeing someone like myself, because the thing is, I even helped with the recruitment process, because when you're in the city, they look at your CV. And they, 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 would, they would bring some guests, they would bring their shortlist through the door. I, I was like, I don't want to see their CV. I want to see them. Because you can see heart within someone. You can see. And the thing is, I had that opportunity. And it was a hard opportunity to get knocking on doors, the preparation. And I don't wish that upon anybody. So that is why I'm trying to become the person that I needed. And it's and it's like, it's, it's fun. It's like seeing someone achieve and they, and they know you helped them. It's rewarding. It's, it, it, some of the gifts I've received are... Like, like, see, they're, they're not they're not shop gifts. They are 
above and beyond. And I just think- <laughs> Well, people appreciate it. But, but, but are you clear on kind of what your mission is now? I mean, it's sometimes it's an overused word, right? And I don't mean it in a kind of ethereal way or woo-woo way. Um, but are you clear on kind of what, you know, what gives you the most balance, let's call it, of achievement and fulfillment? Yes. Now, I'm sticking to my guns when I say I want to become the person I need. And it's not that the person that I needed, that wasn't just me needed. Everyone needs that chance, that opportunity. And I, I, I feel that if with my network around me now, like to save any of these high net worth individuals that are around my circle to entertain them, let me be that bridging gap to find talent, give people the chance, give people the voice. And yeah, it's showing people what took me nearly 12 to 13 years to learn manually to show them how to do it within one year, within 18 months. It's because the thing is, it's like there's something in my head. If, if, if you can do it, it means I can do it. If you can achieve it, like if, if I have a mentor that outpasses me, it's like a mentee that pa- passes my success. I, I, I'm, I, I am literally high-fiving, going down like, wow. And they're like, thank you. I know what that does. It just means there's timing in life. Now, a lot of people have hit, hit pinnacles in their life early. I know everything comes in time. You have to be ready to receive it. Now, everything's aligning within my life. Now, having a family around me is, is that's when things don't become about you no more. And as any parents know, that you don't have your sleep anymore. You don't have your so much uh, go, go see your friends whenever. You, you're a family man. Now, I have priorities for them. And what I can't wait is to show them which took me all of my lifetime to learn. To get in there early. So if I can, if I can walk away and it's, it's, you say about that, I've had people work for me and when they leave, I'm like, make sure you give me that referral um, reference. I said, because it's going to be phenomenal. Because if you've walked away and taken something from me that's going to better your life, that fulfills me. Like, like the thing is, is people can tell, like I, I get a lot of messages from clubbers, like what can I do for you? And it's just like, just be around me. Like literally, like let's, let's, let's enjoy life together. I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious. I've been burnt a lot of times of having the right people around me. Um, and yeah, having a good circle. You, you are the people you hang around with. So yeah, my thing right. is to make sure I serve, improve and give someone what's taken me 12 to 13 years long hours, consistent graph, hitting brick walls to go and give them, this ain't no woo-woo solution. Like this is this is hard work solution, but just to give you, so say you take taking 10 years, let me give it to you in two, stick, stick to it and uh, look, please learn from my mistakes and learn from my network's mistakes that tell me, that have guided me in the right direction. So that is, yeah, if I can walk away and I've impacted someone's life, I'm fulfilled. Awesome. All right, mate. That's been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've got one, well, actually two last questions for you. Uh, one is, you know, you've got, you know, a huge amount of energy <laughs> to do the stuff you're doing. We've talked a little bit in Clubhouse about habits and routines. What's, what's a couple of routines, or so a couple of habits, sorry, that is part of your daily routine that you are just not, they're non-negotiables for you. They're the things that give you the charge, give you the superpower to kind of do what you do. 
I'm gonna it's gonna be very controversial saying this. And right. this is family, make sure whether that is bath time with my young children, I need awe and white space within my diary. Now yep. you yep. cannot stay this energized without relaxing, re-energizing. I coffee, energy drinks are only gonna take you so far. So with my daily routine, I, I know where I'm going in life. I know what I need to achieve. That keeps my motivation high. So when a hurdle comes, I, I, I smash through it. And white space, seeing my family, because the thing is, you can't replace these years you miss. And when I was working hard when I was younger, I was not prepared to have children until I had a, a little bit of freedom. Because, yeah, I, I feel growing up, um, in a family where my mum and dad worked every hour and so I, ne I never got to see them and what I want to do is make sure that my kids have their dad around and that is and that's what fulfills me because taking your brain away from day-to-day -to -day task and seeing your family seeing having white space white space could be literally chilling out no phone just left with my thoughts or watch a little bit of video read one to two pages of books I'm no superstar but it's literally taking myself away from a situation. If I'm ever stuck or going through a negative situation, I could go for a drive for 20 minutes, listen to some music. It's taking my full process away from the situation, coming back into attack it with a clear mindset because there's a lot of people, they get wound up, they get emotional. I, I was this person, guys, like I'm not saying I wasn't, and, and react on emotion. And the, the trail of mess you create when you act on emotion is something you don't want to look back to. It's like going on a drunk night out, waking up in the morning thinking, what <laughs> look, did I do? Looking your phone and seeing who you text. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. So my, my non-negotiables is, is, and the thing is, is getting up before the world wakes up. Because I, I can do nearly three quarters of a working day before people have got out of bed. And it's, it's the people that, are, as I said at the start, putting the work in, which no one sees. Yeah? Going to get the education, going to see the teacher, going to see the mentor, got to catch up on your emails. Because the thing is, there's a lot of people that go, I've been at work, oh, I've worked all day today. And, you to, I, and I said, what have you achieved? Like, oh, I've catched up on this. No, 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 in my head, that is my morning time. Working hours is is actionable, uh, action only, income producing, business growing, helping other people growing, not not catching up on the mundane admin tasks that you have to do, that you you, you have to catch up from your assistants and things like that. So yeah, and that that's what I'm going to put in there. Not, and to get ready for the day before is a non-negotiable. Is the to-do list the night before. Jump out of bed. And the thing is, for people that are not early risers, go to half five. No, no, if you wake up at eight, just... What time, what time do you wake up, Ash? Five o'clock. Yeah, okay. That's all right. That's, that's acceptable. I know a few people who do 3.45 and crazy things like that, and I just think that's just stressful. <laughs> no, the thing is, I'm going to be honest, is the people jump up out of bed. I get up at five, I have a little wander, I wake my body up. And the thing is, I've tried stupid o'clock. You need to find your body. That's what you need to find. And my lifestyle works out very well waking up at five because, yeah, the first half an hour is just getting myself ready and 
things like that. And then it's because the thing is to go and run, run one of those shows on Clubhouse, you can't have just woken up 10 minutes ago. I was going to say, I was, I was curious about the time you woke up because you can't just turn up at 6.30. I mean, you're running a radio show, right? Pretty much. A live yeah. one with, with, with so many different dynamics that can happen on stage uh, and all that sort of thing. So, uh, you, know, you know what? I mean, I, I, I want to underline what you said at the very beginning there because I don't think it's controversial at all, right? Family, white space, you know, regardless of all the other habits you've got because we've all got different things we try out and we keep with. But, I, but I'm the same, actually. If I, if my, and my diary is busy right now because of Clubhouse and other stuff. And I look at it, and I think overwhelm is actually a bit of a victim state. I don't like the feeling of it. It's like it's a feeling of like I have no control. But of course, you've got control. But I love that, that concept because those things are mass, massively important to me as well. And I think it's sometimes, particularly the family thing, is one of the things we overlook, right, you know, as, as entrepreneurs. And it's, that's something that, you know, when you look back, your kids now 18 and leaving their last summer, you know, that you've had with them. Um, that's, that's one of the things I think people have to appreciate now that they can affect, you know, not they can't affect the change, but they can show up and be present. Those things. I want to say, I want to say that from experience. Um, I, I am a workaholic um, because I enjoy working as well. I enjoy the hustle. I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know if that will fade out. Um, but what I'm saying is with my first child, I didn't give enough support to my family in the way of time. And that was a reality check for when I had my second child. Um, and I, I think I got a lucky break because who remembers anything under 12 months years old? No one. And that was like a wake up call to make sure, because the thing is, there's a lot of people that go, but I'm doing this all for my family. Like, like money's a byproduct. You, you can go and get money. If you're in the entrepreneurial world, you know how to hustle deals. You know how to go and get some more business, but you can't replace time with your family. And the thing is, I used to shower my family with gifts. They become irrelevant. It was, it goes down to, I could, I could go home today. Like I'll go home today for a walk. Like just to go and take the dog, take my daughter to the park because it is great where we are. But that, that will reset my energy levels. Because what I'm going to see really is I'm going to refresh my Y power. And it, it's like, like it. it's like, it's like I'm going to plug my phone on charge. I'm literally <laughs> looking, at, looking at my children play thinking that is why I do this. And that is one thing I think people need to have behind them is their why. Why do you do what you do? Why do you get up? Like, I get up to, and see my wife and my kids' faces every morning sound asleep while I'm preparing. But it's it's all for them. And I've had to adapt to make sure that I support them the best way I can. And that's and that's from learning. Don't when I talk, guys, I'm not talking like I'm some god and got it right and my life's perfect. Trust me, when I say this, I'm talking from many, many failures. Yeah, on the brink of my wife leaving me that's where it got to to understand what i was missing so if you are a workaholic and you have a lot of entrepreneurs here listening like go if you, if you haven't got a wife or kids go see your mom go see your dad they're the reason you're here so go and show them some love and it's their little appreciations of sending a bunch of flowers they cost they cost a couple of pounds like that to probably your mom if you, your mom your your loved one it will make all the difference um and go and go and share the time and it will refresh why you do what you do but that's what made it
No, I love it. I love it. Outstanding, mate. See, I, I knew that we'd go in a kind of, you know, all over the place with that conversation, <laughs> but it was great. Um, final question for you, right? Final question for you. Where can people find more about you? Obviously Clubhouse, join the, what are we calling it now? It's, is it called the, the, is it the winner's club but yeah so so we've got the winners let's, club. let's give it a bit of promotion because i'm there most mornings kind of <laughs> doing my thing um what, what do we call it these days it's 6 30 in the morning it's on clubhouse it's the ashley shipman show <laughs> it's um it's breakfast with winners um it's breakfast with winners under the winners club as we have a few different style rooms different times and but the thing is is breakfast with winners uh, you can come find me on there you can hit me up on instagram you can you, you if, if you want and the thing is I, I, anyone who knows me i'm open to grow with people if there's a value exchange great even better but look i'm here if you're sitting there thinking i need to talk to this guy just reach out and i will find a way that we can have a chat that's, that's the way i like to work and if not come join the come join the rooms i'll make sure that all the guests there are handpicked and can be giving you sound advice. And just to let you know, anyone listening and anyone in the moderating table, I appreciate every single person there. Like it's not just teaching the audience and the you're, you're giving me free masterclasses. And as I said, I got addicted to personal development, the books. So imagine what clubhouse is doing to me right now. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that, that is it. Come, 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 come join me. You can always, um, on my website and i can attest to that the, the guy the guy here is extremely responsive we get backwards and forwards on texts on weekends and all sorts of crazy stuff that we're talking about so talking about events in the future and all sorts but um listen ashley it's been a pleasure mate i knew we'd have a great conversation i know there's going to be a lot of different things that people are going to get out of this episode uh particularly just in terms of if i want to sort of do a quick summary you know the, the way that you show up we talked about this at the beginning the way that you you have a big heart as you mentioned the way that you kind of help without any expectation and you're just a genuine guy right you know that's there's a lot of things that people need to take away from that you know i think not just because they've met you on this show today but just how that can add value to their lives as well so it's been an absolute delight mate so thank you Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's always been a pleasure. And as I said, um, met you three months ago, like-minded people made a real good relationship. So I'm always, I'm always open to making sure I'm building. And yeah, guys, just remember, stay authentic. If you're not authentic, you're going to be attracting the wrong people to your life. Like people know who I am through and through. Um, I've lived there, I've done it, acted like someone I wasn't, attracted the wrong people, very unhappy. Be you, show your flaws, show your vulnerability, and you'll, you'll attract your tribe, your network, and it's phenomenal. And there you have it, another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show become even better. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you on your scale up journey. Now, perhaps you're thinking of growing and scaling your business. Perhaps now is the time. If that's you, then please check out suyb.global. That's where we have all of our programs, including the Growth Accelerator Partnership, the Maximize Value Partnership, all of our services, and of course, coaching and mentoring. Once again, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Until next time.